Ideally, though. Ideally, though. That how new podcast you got on your playlist every yes, week. Sir. <laughs> I'm your host, Erica, and with me I have my hubby, my bestie, my butter biscuit. That'll be me, Greg. What's going on, everybody? Happy I would say happy Thanksgiving, but it's the day after, so Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so happy belated, I guess. Thanksgiving, and everybody. Happy Black Friday. Black Friday, <laughs> that is right. That is right. Um, I hope everybody's plates was not low vibration. I hope everybody <laughs> listened to last week's podcast and you got yourself a good plate. Yeah, without the cranberry sauce. <laughs> no, with the cranberry sauce, no mashed potatoes, you no peas. must have the mac and cheese. And you ate on time. And you ate on time, <laughs> yo. And the response to that episode, your rant has been great. Oh so. my God. That I was didn't know awesome. What happened? <laughs> something in my spirit somebody the lord told me to talk to somebody yeah that was that was fantastic that was fantastic do you want to tell everybody what we're going to talk about today all right so um we thought within the last week you know we've had some pretty interesting subjects so where could we go um you know with some introspective kind of uh stuff and retrospective kind of stuff so this is uh uncomfortable conversations so we're you know uncovering or talking about the idea the concept of having an uncomfortable conversation uh what types of uh things that go into uncomfortable conversations and uh where they lead you know lessons possibly learned so yeah i think this would be an interesting little little topic we got so do you feel like you always were able to have uncomfortable conversations uh always being the key word there um no 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 not always um but capable. I'll say absolutely capable. Um, when I was younger, I would rebel against my mom and, and my dad a lot, a lot, uh, because I just wasn't being listened to in the first place. Mm. So it was more or less like, I'm not even going to have a conversation with you. So, you know, I would like slam a door, walk off, like leave mid conversation type shit. Like, I don't care. You know, hang up the phone, all that stuff. Like, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, but I was clearly aware at that time what I was doing. And I could have had that conversation, but it was more like, you hurt me, I hurt you, tip for tat type of situation. Gotcha. But I was uh, completely acute to the idea of having that at that point in time. Now, as I'm older, uh, yeah, it's, it's I love having uncomfortable conversations because, genuinely speaking, it, it always comes to a understanding of something different, whether it be something you didn't know or a lesson learned or an idea that might have swayed your opinion or a different perspective on something. I, I love having those conversations. I also like going into those different types of topics and ideas, like things that are uh, uh, taboo or, you know, looked upon as uncomfortable in general. Like, let's let's talk about these things. Let's get it out of the open. Let's be social about this stuff. You know, appropriate, but, like, be social. So um, now I'd say I'm always able to have an uncomfortable conversation and more or less cap- mentally capable. You'd be surprised how many adults can't have uncomfortable conversations. Oh, one thousand percent. It's just uh, maybe that's how they learned. Like, oh, we're avoiding. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I, I think that might be a um, a thing on my dad's side of the family in general. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that might be an issue with my dad's side of the family in general. And I'm I'm talking. Um, I'd even possibly say. But I, I can't really attest to it would be both of them. 
so both of my my staff are not here. Okay. Because uh, but I've never had the opportunity to have an uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation with that, my actual dad's side of the family. But I'd say that within my family uh, and my stepdad and my dad in general, uh, yeah, no, it was not a thing to have. I think it was one of those Matilda type things. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm big, you're little, and there's nothing you can do word, about word. it. It's big. That, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. And I think that's more or less from my mom. My dad didn't have the time, nor was he very vocal. Gotcha. Just about anything, you know. Uh, but my mom was incredibly vocal. But what she said was the only thing that mattered. Oh uh, yeah. You see what I'm that's saying? That's a thing. Um, and so to have an uncomfortable conversation or have a conversation like that in general. Like, it was just, it wasn't as feasible, especially, like I said, during those teenage years, so then I ended up rebelling, you know? Right. Um, now, do you feel like you've always been able to have a... You know, damn well, I was <laughs> <laughs> No, um, it just was something that was never taught, okay. you know? Especially when you got adults, adults always tend to think they're right. Right. And it's hard. You don't feel safe that is having fair. those conversations with any adult. Well, that's just how it was with me growing up. Fair, fair, fair. Um, so it was the rebellion thing, right? Uh, you're going to listen to me finally, you know, versus just having the conversation. Because yeah. I feel like adults, um, they or the adults when we were growing up, it was, the door was closed. It wasn't open for you to feel like you can have a conversation human to human, you know. So that's where the rebellion comes in. I think it's important for people to, I think, um, learn how to approach everyone. Because mm. if you're coming off like, really like, no, you're going to listen or oh, you're like, blazing type of yeah, it's yeah. not going to work. Well, it's going to feel like a hostile takeover. Yeah. Some kind of that hostile energy shouldn't shouldn't be approached, especially if you're looking for the outcome of things. But but continue. Right, absolutely. So I've learned with having so many like brothers and sisters, I learned to sit back and kind of figure out what makes them tick, what makes them what triggers them, mm. what conversation they would have within themselves. That's smart. So that I knew that if I needed to have a conversation, I knew how to approach everybody because everyone needs to be approached differently. Now now. Let me ask you this: Could could could, could it be seen as uh, manipulative? I don't view it as such. But um, like, you know, some somebody would be like, "Oh, you approach me this way because you know how I would act towards you." Yeah, and that's unfortunate that I have to do it that way, isn't it? <laughs> but it is. It, it's a strategic move because you don't want problems; you want a good outcome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. I think honestly, especially with women, mm-hmm. you know, because women tend to want to always be right. <laughs> including myself. <laughs> it's weird hearing you say that. I, I know, because I am right. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you I had to learn, because I have a lot of women in my family. You have to learn how to approach everybody because these people have not learned yet how to have uncomfortable conversations and to control your emotions. Yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes you do have to take emotions out of it, and mm. I've learned that over the last like mm, six, seven years of take the emotions out of it, give factual things and, you know, see how that wrote, you know, how that rides because I can only control myself. Yeah. Now what you do is what you do, but I, I made sure that I kept myself intact 
and I want to have a civilized conversation with you. So I think looking at approaches to people is important. I think that's that's really key uh, because then you know how to actually manage the actual conversation or at least navigate it well enough that you don't, you know, get into unnecessary roadblocks. Like that, adding emotions is that type of stuff. Even though uh, the emotions can be high upon certain subjects, I'd say like that's warranted completely. But um, not ignoring them and understanding what they are and why something makes you feel emotional, then we can get to the underlying layers of things. You know what I mean? Right, absolutely. Then we peel that onion and then we have the the conversation. Then we can get down to the the root of the problem. Uh, I think that's the best way of looking at things. The the approach is really huge. The approach in, in learning how to approach someone is key, for sure. I think also making sure that at the end, we can come to an understanding of the minds. Yeah. Understanding of the minds is, is key. I, I always say, and my mom has said, and, and, and I kind of stand by it completely, I'd rather deal with an open-faced racist mm. than someone who was racist in the closet because I know how to operate around the racist. Yeah, racist, absolutely. You know I mean? And in the same sense, like it's like coming to the understanding of things is easily, is, is just as simple as, oh, I agree to disagree. You can explain your point completely, and I understand what you mean by that, and I can see what you mean, but then again, I can be in my values or in my ideals and go, okay, I respect your opinion, and I agree or disagree. You know how like, powerful and important that type of shit is? Yeah, it is. It's I've learned that. Because you can learn how to operate with that person around. Then you don't have any ill will. You oh, yeah, know absolutely. how to work things out. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. avoid these types of things that would cause conflict for one another. It's super simple. I think also it's important to pick your battles. Don't feel like you have to have an uncomfortable conversation with every little Ooh, thing. That's a big Because <laughs> then you have to look at yourself. That's what is big. everything making you trigger? You have yeah. to have these conversations. I, I'm Greg and I used to have an anger problem. That's <laughs> my problem. <laughs> it's like pick your battles. You don't have to talk about every little thing that hurts your nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But you definitely want to have the uncomfortable conversations to set boundaries. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. I think that it's important to have these conversations so that you and that person can grow. Yeah, in any type of relationship. Any type yeah. of relationship. I, I would say all this stuff is, um, uh, it can work with your parental way. And, I mean, if you want to work on how you are as a parent, I could say if you are in, in a relationship with someone, a spouse, whatever the hell it is, uh, if with friends, you know, in general. Like, there's ways to approach and then like have disagreements and still have that bond and still be able to grow it's a lot to it you know it doesn't take much work I feel like yeah you have to just be open to it yeah and you again if you don't have these conversations people sometimes don't know that they're doing things so it's like oh I'm doing that yeah and it's unfair for them if you don't talk to them because they could be doing to other people. Um, and <laughs> and you're not you're not giving that person a chance to change. Yeah. Sometimes we have it in our mind that if I have, it's no point of having this conversation. They're not going to change. How do you know until you do? Yeah, you got to give. I mean, being open or, or, or giving someone the benefit of the doubt. And uh, that they're willing to unlearn something, yeah, 
or uh, in the in the same thing in the same set, uh, take accountability for something. Yeah, um, that helps because then if, if they show that, then that means that there's proof and and progress in things. So yeah, you can, you can make a difference by having conversations with them. Maybe change a, an ideal or two. Not to say that change is the ultimate thing, but then a, a level of understanding would be the key. You know, what right? I mean? And if there's a lesson learned, fantastic. But a level of understanding. I think it's important to, because people tend to do this. I don't want to have a conversation. I'm going to just back away quietly. Yeah. But it's unfair because then now we have a bigger problem because I don't know why you're not friends with me anymore or why you're not talking to me. Yeah. You never gave me a, you didn't give me a conversation. Yeah, and sure. you, you know, people think, well, you're going to, we're going to argue, control yourself. All you can do is control what you, what comes out your mouth. Have that conversation. You don't know if it's going to be uncomfortable or not. You yeah. might feel like it is. You're in your head. It shouldn't be, especially dependent on the approach. If your approach right. is good enough, it should just end up being a, just a regular ass conversation, you know, between you and whoever, and that secondary party. And then, you know, once you come to a resolve, it should be a good resolve. Absolutely. Like, ultimately, you would like it to be a good resolve. I think sometimes with family, the conversations are had because we don't like to give family boundaries for some weird reason. Yeah, like, it's we weird don't we too. don't give them that boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I'm human. It I doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not about blood and all that. It's about I'm I'm a human. You're human. We need to have boundaries because you wouldn't do this to a stranger. Don't right. do it to me. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's important. You need those boundaries because they're gonna keep doing it, and then you're gonna have all this pent up, um, um, pent up resentment. Yeah, yeah, resentment on someone, and they're not gonna. You're gonna just spaz out one day, and they're gonna be like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" And I never knew that because we didn't have, and you let it go on for so long, the smallest thing is going to make you triggered. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That is very true. I used to be a boiling pot. But <laughs> at the same time, I think it was interesting because both of us were, I'm into in the midst of, hey, listen to me. And I think you were in the midst, especially early, where it was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I would hold it in because I was at that point where, oh, she's just not going to change. So I want to have the conversation. Right. And then I explode. Uh, and early on with that, that never ends up being good. So then later when we end up just having the sit downs, like we now, I think almost on a daily would have, it may not be uncomfortable, but we at least talk for like an hour and a half before bed. And everybody's late. All the kids are down. Like it's just us in the living room. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? And that's and that's great because I think that it has helped out immensely with getting any type of if there is a grievance at all or if there's some a thought that's interesting or whatever or like a concept that you think like would be I don't know that's that's intriguing to you. It's in, it's good to bring up those those types of things a lot of those times. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no distractions. You know, it's intimate, but Ultimately, the conversations are always productive. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I think taking the time out to to really, like you said, give that person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like really be like, hey, look, I'm going to have this conversation with you. I'm going to, this is me giving you the chance to take accountability or unlearn or, you know, witness this with examples and just, hey, let's make a change for the better. Or if not, then okay, know that this bothers me. These are my boundaries, right? Yeah. And we move accordingly. We're good. But as long as I can talk to you 
or we can talk to each other without it becoming, you know, fucking World War Three. That I think would fit. I think what's unfortunate is that sometimes you get those blow ups um, when you have those uncomfortable conversations because people who have in their corner they have yes men. So I have never heard this in my life. You're crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So when you have these yes men who don't want the conflict, they're just like you, right? Birds of a feather. You surround yourself with people who are agreeable all the time. Right. When other people come to you, you know, we're doing each other a disservice by just agreeing all the time because I have a real issue going on and I want to be able to talk to you, but you're shutting it down because you're like, that's not me. You have me confused. Yeah, I, I don't do those th- those types of things or you must have me confused with something else or that you misheard. or Yeah. Yeah, that type of deflection. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I try to stay away from people like that because it at that point, sometimes the door is ne- never going to be open. It's locked. It's, it's sealed shut. So having a conversation with some people, sometimes it can be too far gone because they have so many yes men in their corner. Yeah. I don't want to hear you're crazy. I'm not cool with the yes men in any, anything like uh, we all hold every my crew at least. I know we hold each other accountable, and we, we say some bullshit that we call each other out, or yeah. we ask for someone to elaborate on something, or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? A lot of the time, though, we're all like minded. Genuinely speaking, we're all like minded in a lot of ways. So, like, it's I'm not a lot of that like bullshit with us anyway. But like, you know, in the midst of anything, we always have each other in in our circle like we can have a group conversation and be like hey this is my opinion on this this is my opinion on that you know we can weigh up the differences but we all have a mutual like line of respect i'm not gonna yes man you i think that's a bad idea look genuinely speaking um ink shout out to ink has warned me on a number of occasions as just you know who my employer is i mean just hey be cool with it just in case like you know that's a risk and you've taken risks before. He knows I'm a risk taker, but to know that he has his concern and he has the, uh, he feels comfortable enough. Yeah. To even make a com- like to make a comment on some- uh, a comment on somebody's uh, occupation, like how they feed their family. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's intimate. That's personal. That's private. Yeah. But he's the, the approach in everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he understands. He respects. Like and also, I value his word, but also. He, go, he understands me. It's so much in the midst of that that all came from literally just having talks with one another. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody in the group is like that. You want that type, those type of people. You don't want anybody who's just going to yes, man, brown knows you completely. That, that shit is gross. That shit is nastiness. It's not even real friendship or it's relationships not. if you're doing that. It's not. Because ultimately, there's like what's, there's only a few outcomes that come of it. And the one I normally have seen or I can think of is where they use you up like a husk. Yeah. And then go away from you. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not. You cannot say you have an actively healthy relationship with someone if you're always agreeing. For sure. And you're actually harming that person. And I think Stunting you're an enemy. Growth. Yeah, something growth in a lot of ways. At that point, I think you're an enemy because you don't care. You're you're that bitch that knows I have something in my nose and we're about to approach <laughs> a cute guy, and you're not saying anything. <laughs> like what, bitch? You could have told me, or that the outfit I got on is not flattering, but you don't say nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, girl, it looks good. You're an enemy of you're an enemy, and people people should start looking at it that way. 
<laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, people should start looking at it that way. That's the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little easier for men to have that conversation. One thousand percent. And have a good <laughs> outcome at the end, where it could be just like let's agree to disagree. Versus women, because sometimes with women, we it's always a, a fight to be right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> we can go out and shoot a fair one. We can literally go out and shoot a fair one, one-on-one, shake hands, and, and, and squash out at the end of the day. But also, we can just talk it out. There have been so many. The cool thing is is that we all do have some some, some of us. We have, we're all like-minded in, in certain ways, but then we also have some differences, you know, and just a couple of days ago, or maybe it was yesterday even, or so, there was a conversation in Discord, right? And with that talk, a couple of the guys were hashing out something. And then I even had stated uh, that, like, hey, uh, I wonder if women ever hash things out like this, where it's like, at the end of the day, there was complete understanding, and everybody ended out in love, and every one of them was like, nah. <laughs> Y'all don't even <laughs> believe in us. Y'all don't even believe in us. Not at all. It's a damn shame. Not at all. Too far gone. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I think that it comes with a level of maturity. Yeah. And you're right. Some of us haven't hit that level yet. Not at all. Some of us have not. Some of us have not. Some of us have issues with pride. I'd say. Yeah. Pride gets in the way. Um, I think that's a huge killer in a, in a lot of ways because, um, you know. Pride would allow you not to take constructive uh, criticism or yeah. any type of criticism you'll take immediately to heart. You know what I mean? Rather than listening in. Uh, that that type of stuff I, I actually learned about early. I mean, I grew up, especially when I'm in the middle of college when I was working, like I was a graphic designer and a, a motion graphics artist and stuff so when mm-hmm. you get told your work sucks sometimes it hurts but you get gotta that. deal with that get like, that honestly, strong skin you know what I mean you build that thick skin mm-hmm. that allows you to you know take some you know what's uh, constructive and what's not know what's gonna help you and what it like you know you can discern even better uh, but also you're able to criticize even more even better so you know what I mean and know that it's not coming from a negative place know that it's coming from a place that of empowerment and wanting to improve yeah. you know what I mean um, I think that's powerful but most people don't get that most people don't get to build into that I think pride is a thing sometimes people think of strong I'm gonna die on that hill yeah the opposite yeah, yeah you're absolutely right I think people are not paying attention to the benefits of letting your guard down a little bit and, and listening to what the constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, so then you can, t- again, it's all about growth. You don't stop growing. You don't stop learning at 30 years old. You should, if you're a good person and you have kids, and even if you don't, you have people around you that. Goals, anything. About yeah, yeah. You want to keep on growing. It's never too late. As long as you have breath in your body, you should be trying to. Improve. improve, learn, look in the mirror. It sucks sometimes to be like, oh, wow, some people think I'm kind of shitty. Yeah, live with that. We talked about the shadow before. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and recognizing that shadow with inside inside of you and, and noticing those ugly things, you can then improve those into beautiful, bright, light things. I think sometimes, though, people are so used to putting on facades oh, and they time. think they have their facade down pat that you found an opening in it. Yeah. That, and how dare you? Absolutely. Absolutely. That You hit it out of the fucking head. 
that comedy and tragedy match yeah. is absolutely apparent. You're, that's facts. Um, I, there's a, there's some motherfuckers in, in my bloodline or my family line that got masks, man. It's craziness out here. Sometimes you just learn. Yeah, Again, you learn from. That's true. That is true. You know, your parents and things like that to put a facade on. And it's kind of sometimes ticks people off that I know I'm a shitty person. They know deep down. I know I'm not doing things right. Want to be bulletproof with arms. Yeah. I know I'm not doing things right. If they really took the time and really thought they know, they know they're not doing things right. They know that they're yeah. a shitty person. But I have this mask on. I have this shield on. You're not even supposed to be able to see that. And when you pick it apart. Yeah, when you find that weakness, the, the chink in the armor. That's a problem for people. Yeah. That's a problem for people. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think a big thing is trying to find safe spaces. You know, sometimes growing up, you didn't feel like you had a safe space and people automatically were ready to attack you. So you get on guard yourself. That's a good one. Safe spaces are in. in were absolutely important and i think that's the reason why we hash things out in our like discord so easily or in, in, even in our conversations in general with each other yeah we hash things out so well because it is a safe space to say what you feel and nobody's gonna sit here and judge you on anything you yeah. can say what you feel and then we can give our opinions and then agree or disagree have an understanding move the fuck on because it's just a question at the end of right the day, right or it's just a statement at the end of the day right doesn't change or affect time, space, anything. Like, let's just talk. I think people on the other end of things, when you're getting approached, realize that these people gave you safe spaces. Exactly. They talk to you in the right way. Exactly. So don't tear them down. Big one. Because you never one. know when you have to have that conversation and you're ready because it's been weighing on you. I think the worst thing in the world is to have so much stuff weighing on you from people and you stick around these people all the time. You're always around these people and you don't know how to. If people are giving you a safe space, give others safe spaces as well. Yeah. When, when It should be the same value. Exactly. Life. Yeah, it should be reciprocated. It's, it's, that should be common sense. Yeah. But it. common sense isn't common, so there you go. Someone was actually taking the time out to say, I've been thinking about you and some of the stuff that the conversations we've had and I need to talk to you know that that was big for that person. That was big for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't tear it down just because you never know when you're going to, they're going to want to do that again. They're just going to be they're, they're either going to just either deal with that BS or they're going to back away and then you're not going to really have a relationship. Yeah. Cause they got tore down. Yeah. You push them away. I think that also leads into our kids. I think it's important to teach our kids to be able to have those uncomfortable conversations with others, but not even just others, us as yeah. parents. I don't think any of us really had those safe spaces to be like, okay, I have a grievance and I really want to work out because it was always, I'm the parent. I get last say, this is what it is. Yeah. I think as uh, millennials, we absolutely are changing that type of cycle. We're yeah. breaking that, you know, that, that actual cycle and, and really implementing something different where, our, our kids have a voice. It's limited, right. but it grows as you grow. Yeah, Absolutely. you know what I mean? You can't say everything out here, but you do have a voice. I do want your opinion. I do value you because you have your own likes, your right. own dislikes. I can't love and like and hate for you. So right. I know I have to at least acknowledge those aspects of you. You know what I mean? That's yeah. huge. You'll leave, your, you'll leave your, your children, your grandchildren abandoned if you if you don't do those types of things. I think that parents will slowly start seeing what they've done to their kids, 
when they get older and they get older. Are they coming around or are they not? Right. Are they talking to you on the phone or are they not? Do they because, want to talk to you on the phone? Right. Or because see you in that. That's the telltale. Yeah, that's the telltale sign because I'm grown up now. I don't have to listen to you anymore. Yeah. So now I'm going off to do my own thing and I'm nowhere it's to be It's just like school in a way. Hey, thanks for the lessons learned and now I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like I graduated. So if I'm not at home, you know what I mean? Right. I, it's, it's interesting because I'm, you know, I'm cynical and fractured and broken and jaded in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, me and you have had talks about this type of stuff, you know, a lot. And, uh, you know, I, it's so so many sunny dispositions and, and stuff that I want to have for that. There's chances of healing and, yeah, absolutely. and things of that. You got to have the conversations, though. So, I guess we'll get there. I think that... Um... You can avoid kids blowing up on you later on in life. Oh, man. If you give them that safe space to talk. Oh, man. And have an opinion about things. Oh, man. Because they're not always going to be what you want to hear. Hey, preach and say that louder for the people in the for me, please. I'm just saying, because we all have blown up, right? <laughs> it was like a bomb that's been man. lit for like 10 years. Absolutely. You know, and you, and you don't, when you look back, you're like, I didn't want to do that. But I had no choice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes parents deserve to get put in timeout. Sometimes. Yeah. Just as much as kids do. Uh, even in relationships, sometimes you can put people in timeout. Like, oh, absolutely. Gotta, you know, so any relationship, sibling, uh, friendship, you know, whatever. You know, sometimes you lay, lay back, take some time to breathe, and then come back to it. Maybe yeah. and have the conversation, you know, talk about it and see. I think it's important for us to definitely uh, make sure, and people out there who have kids, if you're listening, make a safe space for your kids to talk to you and teach them about uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Um, if you're good, you know, if you guys have that relationship where it's not a problem, teach them about having with other adults. Because yeah. sometimes you have issues with your grandparents. Sometimes you have issues with aunts, uncles, and you don't know how to have that conversation without you just keep letting it go on and get abused and no right. boundaries and then you blow up on them and they're like, oh, Or there is no relationship at all. It just dissolves exactly. in, you know, in silence almost. Yeah. So we, we can teach our kids how to have the conversations with them or with other you know, adults without yeah. it blowing up and being disrespectful. But older adults need to learn how to keep that door open because yeah. either you're going to shut those kids out and you don't know you're doing that and they're not going to have a relationship with you or they're going to blow up on you, cuss you out. And you're going to be like, Oh golly. Oh my. Uh, the little uh, Johnny cuss me out. Uh, accountability is key people. Yes. I'll say that directly into the, not mic. just for kids. Accountability is accountability is key. Like, like seriousness. Like that's true. Recognize when you're doing wrong. And then, you know, saying sorry. Hey, it goes a long fucking way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's as simple as that. And that, leads into like why you would get to elaborate you get to understand one another mm -hmm. you get to build ultimately it's about that conversation at the end of the yeah. day like it's important to leave those lines of communication within each other open but like your approach your boundaries you know the people around you it's a, so many so much of this productivity environment stuff that you have to and you absolutely have to really account for really be considerate of you know what I mean? But that makes 
that uncomfortable conversation or those conversations in general that much more rewarding, in yeah. my opinion. And after a while, it won't turn into that. You can just be like, I can have a conversation about anything, and I don't consider it uncomfortable. At all? <laughs> At all. I'm just going to give you... I could feel like with our kids, our son, he's going to be fine with it. Yep. To a point. And then with our daughter, she's the quieter one. So she is kind of like what how I was, where it's like, you know, you don't want to say nothing because you don't want to rock reserved. the boat. But I don't want her to blow up. Yeah. Definitely not on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are doing better. Everybody's doing better. Yeah. Sorry, it's it's a process, but recognizing that and taking accountability as you have them, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, as <laughs> honestly, as our son makes us do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, in, in many cases, it's, you know, it's easier for us to, to uh, converse with her. Yeah. Yeah, about those things. Leave those safe spaces open for your kids. Leave those safe spaces open for your friends. You can save a lot of lives that way. You can, you know, you can really have a better relationship in a lot of ways. You can learn how to operate in a lot of ways. Leave these safe spaces for those uncomfortable or comfortable or whatever conversations that need you. And look around you. Do you have a lot of people around you? If you don't, it's probably because no one wants to say shit. Because <laughs> you're blown up. <laughs> And no one wants to have the uncomfortable conversation with you. For sure. Want to be a better person. Because if you're just not and you want to hear it, then that means that you're only going to be around people, yes men, and no one else is going to be around you. And that affects not only those small relationships, business, yeah, kids. It's going to affect a lot of things whether you think it will or not. 1,000%. All right. Well, do you have any last thoughts for our baby girls about uncomfortable conversations hey, break those cycles unlearn i'd say leave them safe spaces they are important and talk to one another if you have a grievance talk to one another set some time out and do so why not oh and it's also okay to put people in time out yeah it's also okay to take a break it's also okay to step aside it doesn't mean you have to you know converse at all if you don't want to but the key here is to agree to disagree like, learn to be able to do so and understand one another. It's better and easier to operate that way. I think that don't go into it thinking that it's always going to be an argument. 1,000%. If you love them, they love you, then we're going to hear each other out. And sometimes at the end of that, it's going to be an agree to disagree. And it's okay. Let's move on. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Remember, we drop our episodes every Friday at midnight so if you listen to it at midnight one o'clock while you're doing your black friday shopping you know we are here for you to entertain you while you're fighting for your flat screen tvs that's so <laughs> your vacuums cyber monday get it delivered stupid <laughs> we're going into december you guys um i do want to say that we have hit over 300 listeners unique listeners and yeah. i'm so happy yeah congrats in in like a little over a month Good job. Amazing. You guys are riding with us. Also, but like, congrats to you, huh? Yay. People want to hear this raggedy voice. Your first, (laughs) your first creative venture. And I think, uh, it's a, it's a great success. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. I thank you so much for going on this uh, ride with me. My my pleasure. I I work enough as it is. So what else do I have to do? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening. We'll drop another one next week, and we'll talk to you soon. Love y'all. Bye.